Welcome to Mad Tales. Ha! If you haven't noticed, I've added a new intro there, messing around with my vocal tone and MIDI keyboards and some cool ambiance sounds I got for my short film. I'm trying to make something that's a little more appropriate for what I'm doing here. Anyway, I'm back. It's been a while, several whiles in fact, but summer is here and the short film is finally done and I'm hopping back up on the production wagon, which is good news for you. First off, today I'm releasing the radio play version of the short film. It's called MPK, and while it's a short short, I've done a lot more to it than just reading aloud like in an audiobook. It has actual actors, Sally Kirkland and Shalom DeSoto, uh, compositions, foley, and sound effects, and I think you're really going to like it. Before we get to that, I have a couple of things to announce. One, MPK is the prequel of sorts to my novel, Mungwort. Mungwort is available right now in multiple formats, including ebook, paperback, hardcover, and of course, audiobook. If you're interested in picking one of those up, they're available all over the place. The books are available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Apple Books, Rakuten Kobo, Scribid, Tolino, Overdrive, Biblioteca, Baker & Taylor, Vivlio and Barrowbox, just to name a few. And the audiobook is available in 9 billion different places. 24 Symbols, Anyplay, Apple, Audible Amazon, Audiobooks.com, Audiobooks Now, Authors Direct, Baja Libros, Bam, Beak, Binge Books, Bocus Play, Bookmate, Baker & Taylor, Biblioteca, Biddy, Ebsco, Follett, Hoopla, MLOL, Odlio, Overdrive, Permabound, Overscroft, whatever that is, Wheelers, and Three Leaf Group. And on top of that, since it's summer, I'm planning out drafting a new book. It is the first in a planned series, five so far, possibly seven, all of which live in the same universe as Mungwort and uh, all the other books in the Knoll universe, the Knollverse. The working title right now is Planet Kill, Death Kill. And admittedly, Planet Kill, Death Kill is a pretty ridiculous title. And I only meant it to be a working title of the new book and the new series, but now that I've lived with it for a little while, it's kind of growing on me. Interestingly enough, I searched Amazon and Google to see if there are any other planet kill variations, uh, and there is. There's actually a planet kill novel, which is described as Hunger Games with Sexy Times. Uh, there were a smattering of death planets or variations of it, but there were no planet kill deaths or planet death kills, which that's surprising to me. I thought for sure there would be a ton of death planets out there. Anyway, it's still just a working title, so we'll see if it makes a final cut. And finally, as I work on the draft of Planet Kill, Death Kill this summer, I'll also be releasing the audiobook version of Mungwort right here on the Mad Tales podcast, chapter by chapter, every week until, well, until it's done. I've already released the first four chapters, so we'll be picking up next week with chapter five of Mungwort, Pick Your Poison. So that's it for the introduction, and now we're on to NPK, the radio play. I hope you enjoy it. You are listening to NPK, the radio play. Written, narrated, and produced by James Knoll. Starring Sally Kirkland as Lilith and Shalom DeSoda as Cece. Interior, Cece's car, morning. We follow a beat-up old Honda CRV as it drives through the streets of Fredericksburg. The driver, Cece. 22, is on her way to her first freelance interview with Fredericksburg Gardens Magazine. Oh, no. 
She's interviewing Lilith Drake, who, for some reason, has been growing something called the corpse flower, a dead horse in her, which smells like rotten meat when it blooms. Cece applies lipstick while looking in the rear view. Her hair is unkempt, her flannel shirt is rumpled, and her sneakers are worn and dirty. A boombox blasts rock music from the front seat. Next to it is a severely damaged iPhone. Cece checks the phone, and, noticing the time, she blanches. Oh, shit, I'm late. Cece snatches up a rumpled piece of paper with directions to her interview scrawled on it. As she's reading them, a car tries to cut her off and honks. Hey, watch it, asshole! A few minutes later, Cece is stuck at a light. Traffic has come to a stop. She shakes the wheel in frustration. Let's go! We follow Cece through the streets of Fredericksburg, past the quaint downtown shops, the restaurants, the bars, Beck's Antiques and Books, Jay Bryan's, one more taco. The river is flooding the lower banks. A short time later, Cece pulls into the driveway of Lilith's house, brakes whining. Her face falls. The house she's parked in front of is in shambles. Crooked mailbox, sloping roof. A chuckle, a sigh, a resigned shake of the head. You have got to be kidding me. <laughs> Interior, Lilith's house, morning. A clock, a dish dolly, a picture of two women embracing, and finally, Lilith herself, cleaning a window and gazing out over the garden in the backyard. Lilith, 70, is a handsome woman of some sophistication. She wears a green pantsuit with a yellow kerchief around her neck. Her long, blonde hair falls around her shoulders. She flinches when Cece calls her name. All right, Lilith, I'm ready for you. Lilith turns and walks towards Cece, who is sitting at the dining room table. So the camera's right here. Try not to look right into it while we're talking. Oh, I just looked into the camera. That's okay. We haven't started filming yet. I just need you to stay put while I get the sound right, okay? Lilith stands up and heads into the kitchen. Are you sure that you don't want something to drink? You look a little pale. Oh, no, I'm fine. I just stayed out too late last night. I made some tea right before you came. Do you like your sweetened? I have a very special blend. Oh, no, it's really not necessary. Lilith returns with a steaming cup of tea. Oh, pish posh, here, take this. Oh. You need something. I don't. <laughs> Just drink the tea, dear. Cece takes a sip, forcing a slight smile. Okay. Mmm. Mm. You like it sweet like Mallory, my wife. She's dead. Cancer. Cece's mouth hangs open for a second. I... I'm, I'm sorry for your loss. Oh, don't be, dear. It was her time to go. Can we get started? Lilith nods. Okay. This is an interview with Lilith Drake for the Fredericksburg Gardens magazine. I'm here to talk to you about your dead horse flower. The, uh, Helio whatever. How long have you been interested in exotic plants? Not until recently. It was last October. Was this when your wife was sick? You're a very smart girl, yes. When my wife was sick, I got depressed towards the end. And it was her doctor that thought I should pick up a hobby. It, that idea wasn't mine. Oh. 
Why gardening? Well, I used to help my father when I was a little girl in the garden. We plant peonies and phloxes, and I thought it would maybe, I don't know. She was very sick. Well, it must have been nice. Nice? Gardening. No. Seeing something live. I mean, grow. Instead of... Cece clicks her pen while flipping through her notes. Lilith's eye twitches. Another uncomfortable um, silence. Moving on. Um, why did you choose such an exotic flower? Well, because it's just so beautiful. It smells like a corpse. It's just so beautiful. Well, I read that it, um, the helio, whatever. It's not that difficult to say, dear, if you just try. Sorry? I said, it's not that difficult to say, dear, if you just try it. Heliocodiceris muscovorus. Say it. <laughs> I mean, it's just that it's really hard to pronounce, so... Well, if you would stop fiddling with your pen like a toddler, it might be easier, dear. Cece stops. She puts the pen decidedly down in front of her. Okay. Heliocodiceris muscovorus. There. Was that so hard? Cece shifts in her seat. A sigh, a nod, a reset. So the flower requires a lot of attention. Wasn't that too much for you with your wife being sick? No, not really. Mallory got quite difficult toward the end. Whiny and sad, and I'd rather enjoyed being away from her, you see. <laughs> well, still, it must have been difficult splitting your time between here and the hospital. Well, Mallory stayed here. She wanted to be buried in the backyard. Backyard? Is that legal? Lilith stares, a disappointed grimace on her face. She waits one beat too long. Are you done with the tea? What? No, I'm... It's a little bitter. But Lilith is already up. Well, did you need some more? I'll bring you some more. Oh, no, that's okay. Oh. Lilith takes Cece's cup and disappears into the kitchen again. <laughs> Frustrated, Cece stands up and goes to the window. She stares out over the backyard, searching for what the old woman was looking at before. Lilith is behind her in the kitchen, fixing the tea. I didn't mean to upset you. Cece frowns. Something is off. She just can't figure out what it is. Nobody does, dear. Ah, here it is. Can't forget the sweetener. There we are. Lilith comes back, stirring a fresh cup. She's all ready. Cece turns, receives the cup, sits, and takes a sip. Mmm, it's good. I put an extra squirt in there for you. An extra squirt for an extra squirt. Now, what were we talking about? Your wife's cancer. Oh, that was depressing. She was in bed for a whole year. Do you believe that? I had to do everything myself. I fed her, I emptied her bag. She lost her legs in October. Mallory was very sick. Well, the gardening must have helped. No, dear, she had lung cancer. No, you, the gardening must have helped you. Well, not in the way I wanted it to. I mean, it was a nice distraction. It was a rough month. 
I thought maybe it had something to do with my special blend. Maybe I made it wrong. And then I had a breakthrough a little after Halloween. A holiday miracle. Of a kind. Cece puts a hand on her forehead. She's sweating. Lilith watches her intently. <clears throat> I think that's all I need. So can we go see it? Are you kidding me? I've been waiting all day for that. Exterior, garden, morning. Cece follows Lilith outside with a camera in hand. Her gait is unsteady. Lilith seems to be in a hurry. Lilith, wait. Cece recoils at a terrible stench. Ooh, what is that? Come on, come on. Lilith points out a short drop off. Be careful, dear. It's beautiful. Isn't she beautiful? Do you use your special blend on everything back here? Oh, yes. They pass a tin-roofed workshop with a few gardening tools leaning against it. A shovel, some sawhorses, a pickaxe. Next to the door, a pair of dirty, mismatched gardening shoes. Is that where you make your mixture? That's where the magic happens. The garden is opposite the shack, teeming with marigolds, hostas, zinnias, sunflowers. Cece tries to fight off her dizziness with a shake of her head. She nods at the shack. What's your secret recipe? Well, it has to do with age. The younger the source, the richer the blend. More nitrogen, I think. Cece half stumbles, half walks over to the flower. She holds up the camera to take a picture. The dead horse Aram sits on a pedestal surrounded by stalks of sunflowers and pots of mint. Flies buzz. Cece's vision blurs and unblurs. Something in the flower pot catches her eye. She leans forward, squinting. It is a bloody finger. Insert image of her cup of tea, an oily sheen on top. The old woman in the kitchen. Can't forget the sweetener. Cece's eyes widen in horror. What are you, 22? 23? Cece turns around just in time to see the pickaxe swinging at her face. <gasps> Insert images. Cece's body lays at Lilith's feet, blood leaking from her crushed skull. A pair of bloody sneakers peeks out from the brush near her head. Lilith shuffles up the slope to the tin shack, crying. I'm so sorry. I took so long. I, I, I know that you're hungry. I'll go as fast as I can. Valerie. Listen to NPK. Written, narrated, and produced by James Knoll. Directed by Elizabeth White. Starring Sally Kirkland as Lilith and Shalom DeSoda as Cece. Sound recordist Billy Bakke. 
Score, written, performed, edited, mixed and mastered by James Knoll at Silverhammer Studios. Banana Yoshimoto, written by Mark D and performed by Beef Jerky. I Got You, written by Larry Hinkle and James Knoll. Performed by The Vagues. Piper Barber, Larry Hinkle, Mark Phelan, and James Knoll. Recorded, mixed, and mastered at Silverhammer Studios. For more fiction, audiobooks, music, and film by James Knoll, go to silverhammer.studio. MPK is also a feature short film. If you want to see it, you can go to, you guessed it, silverhammer.studio. Hey, everybody, thanks again for listening to MPK, the radio play. I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget that Mungwort, the sequel to MPK, is out in ebook, paperback, hardcover, and audiobook. Listen to these awesome reviews of Mungwort. Joe Edwards says, Wow, this book kept my attention. You can really get into the characters. Noel really brings them and the scenery to life like you're really there and going through what these characters are going through and feeling. I love the way he writes. I almost felt like I was watching a movie, which would be a really good one. I love the ending. Well done, James Knoll. Well done. Kevin R. Johnson states, Great believable characters, evil goons, badass female heroes, unexpected twists, gory sci-fi, awesome ending, loved it. My all-time favorite of Knoll's books. Another Amazon reviewer states, Holy mackerel, this is the first book I've read by James Knoll and it has me lost for words. Terrifying, exciting, twisted, and totally unique. It has very well-developed characters and is set in some sort of labor camp that's being attacked by the surrounding forest itself. And finally, Marie Isabel states, As a hiker, the plant-based creepies gave me the willies. That's all for now. Thanks again for tuning in to Mad Tales, and I'll see you next week as I resume releasing Mungwort. Next chapter is Chapter 5, Pick Your Poison. <laughs>